8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! I got it. Happy Wednesday, everybody listening to MutinyRadio.fm. If you have tuned in now live or if you have downloaded the podcast at some other point in time, you are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, hanging out. It's high noon. Absolutely. Definitely high this morning, much calmer than last week. Thank you very much. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth Wynn, will be in a little bit later. She has an appointment that she's dealing with. She'll be in about 12.30. But I'm going to be hanging out with you guys. We'll talk about some things, some stuff, some socialism. So here's the socialist thing I'm dealing with right now. I am desperately in need of people who are social. Uh, no, I, I realized this week that all of my clothing has holes in it. I wore a pair of pants yesterday that uh, I've had since 2003. That's, those are 13-year-old pants. And they're corduroy pants, too. Uh, they have really fun pockets. I love them. But I've worn all the corduroy off the butt. So it's just like this really thin material now on the butt. I'm a, I thought I was going to split them. Uh, there's a hole on one side, and, and right by the crotch, there's another one. It's terrible. I look like when I walk by 16th Street BART station, the free phone people, the Obama phone people, are constantly asking me if I want a free phone. And I'm like, what? Do I look like a person that needs a free phone? And I do. I am shabbily dressed most of the time because I don't buy clothing because I'm a socialist. Uh, No, I don't buy clothing because I don't want to perpetuate the problem that America really has been indulging in. And I figure there are already enough clothes made. So what was the project yesterday, today, and tomorrow? I put out on Facebook a little post went something like this. Ladies, help. Do you have clothes you want to get rid of? Almost all my pants have holes, and I haven't gone shopping since 2007 when I was married and not poor. I'll gladly come to your house, where you can bring things you don't want to one of my shows at Mutiny Radio. I also like dresses. I am a small or medium in t-shirts, a size five or seven in clothes, seven and a half in shoes. The pants I'm wearing right now are from 2003. I joke you not. So a lot of people have come out of the woodwork. I already have three appointments with some people. Um, I'm really excited to people ask, you know, what size are you? I said I'm a five or seven. I mean, those weird numbers. I'm like a 30, 31, I don't know. Um, And people who said, oh, my stuff's too big. They said, oh, well, we'll ask around for me, which is amazing. So I'm really excited. Uh, My friend Megan and I are going to meet. I am working it out with my other friend Jessica. 
how we're going to meet up. Very excited uh, to have some things to choose from. Because here's the thing. I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to spend money on clothes. Why? It's twofold. It's more than twofold. Number one, I don't have the money to do it. I don't have $55 to spend on a pair of jeans. Is that how much jeans cost? I don't even know. I haven't bought jeans in so long. Two, people already have jeans, right? And three, I'm 41. A lot of the ladies who are having babies now used to be a size five, and now they're a size nine. I'm sorry, that's what having a baby does. It just makes the hips spread. You can never wear those jeans again. But those jeans were great. Those jeans made your ass look great. So let those jeans make my ass look great. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm not going to have a baby, so I'm going to treasure those clothes. And I don't skateboard anymore, so I'm not going to destroy them like I used to. Now I'm on a scooter, much safer. Uh, So the point is, I don't want to buy clothes because... Americans throw away so many clothes every year. I did a lot of research. We're going to go through it together. Um, and I don't want to be a part of that problem. I mean, I even take, like, my sheets finally fell apart, like literally got holes in them. And so then I, I chop them up and I, I use them to wash, you know, my floor and all that stuff, clean my house. And that's like some, you know, it shouldn't be old-timey Laura Ingalls Wilder, Little Women kind of stuff. You know, in that book, Little Women, the mother, while the father was off in the Civil War, she sewed, cut rags and sold them by the pound or whatever to make money because the father wasn't there. And Anyways, old-timey shit, you guys. I'm into it. Because why do we need to uh, have a new... I mean, yes, now is the time where I need a new pair of jeans. It's true. I have two pairs that don't have holes in them and the rest of them all do and some of those I'm going to be chopping off and making into like skirts I'm going to take them apart and I'm going to DIY them and try to give them a second life uh, in my closet but there's a lot of stuff that like okay and so I have DIY'd a lot of stuff um, for both my t-shirts and my boyfriend's t-shirts that had disgusting and abhorrent pit stains in them you know but you love those t-shirts you know like the t-shirts from like 96 or one of my t-shirts was from I won this karaoke contest and I have this t-shirt and it's it was an extra large it's way too big I would never wear it but I love that t-shirt because it reminds me of the time I did well at karaoke in 1997 (coughs) shit and I turned it into a quilt, you know, and backed it and sewed them all together. Reuse, renew, repurpose. Don't throw your stuff away so easily. And if you're going to throw it away, throw it away to me. <coughs> yogurt, you're listening to Cope right now, a song called Yogurt. I need some yogurt to coat my throat. Um, so anyways, I'm looking for new clothes right now. Uh, another thing that's happening is that Mutiny Radio is part of the fourth, it's the fourth time I've been a part of it, to the Noise Pop 20th Street Block Party coming up this August 20th. It's going to be an amazing time. And at Mutiny Radio, we're going to be doing events from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. These block party itself only goes from noon to 6, but we're doing a full 12 hours of programming all day. And from 10 to 2, we're actually having a clothing swap slash trade slash donate session so what we're really looking for is that curated stuff that you would want someone else to have you know like i have a weird silk suit from ann taylor that doesn't have moth holes in it 
Uh, and it's lovely, you know? And it's from my other life. Somebody could really love this lavender silk suit. They could be like, that is perfect for my office job. Because I used to have to be, you know, pseudo-professional. Anyways, bring your stuff that's good. Don't bring the, you know, don't if it has holes... Don't bring it. I mean, unless you're going to, you've got cool patches on them or somehow interesting or unique, but, you know, bring your good stuff. We're going to swap. We're going to trade. Uh, bring, you know, whatever, small appliances, whatever. And then at 2 o'clock, uh, a van's going to roll up to take it all away to a charity. Right now, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be PRCA, which um, benefits families and uh, people with disabilities. Families of people with disabilities and people with disabilities with uh, clothing, stuff like that. So bring your stuff on the 20th. Uh, why? Well, let's go through it. Let us go through it. Uh, we'll start with this. What What does that $14 shirt really cost? Uh, what does that $14 shirt really cost? Factory overhead, seven cents. Agent, 18 cents. Labor, 12 cents. 58 cents factory margin. Freight insurance duties, a dollar three. Materials and finishing, $3.69. Total cost to retailer, $5.67. Total cost to consumer with 60% markup, $14. So out of your $14 shirt, 12 cents of that is going to labor. The agent is making more than the labor. If this doesn't bother you, then you are capitalist scum. Uh, no, seriously, there are people that are making your $14 shirt for seven cents or 12 cents. That's, that's what it costs, which is people, people's work just isn't valued. You guys should listen to Labor and Love every Saturday from 10 to noon with your host, The Bee. He's a longtime labor activist and a union supporter. Hey, unbelievable stuff, right? So uh, a while ago, we actually did an Alta cast about uh, the Bangladeshi factory that collapsed and the thousands of women that died inside of it uh, that were forced. They saw the cracks in like it was a seven or eight story building and they saw the cracks and they were like, we got out of the building and they were forced back in by their shift managers who were like one of them, you know, but they said no one's getting paid unless people go back in. So everyone went back in and then the building collapsed and a lot of women, very young women and people who were supporting their families died. Sucks. Uh, so actually it's been a two year, three year anniversary since uh, four year anniversary since the Bangladesh factory collapse that left more than 1,100 people dead. Uh, the following story on a real price of low cost apparel was originally published in 2013. Uh, before last week, Loblaws Joe Fresh was known mostly as a hotspot for cheap and stylish clothing. Few customers cared how the clothing was, clothings were made. That all changed with the deadly collapse of an eight-story factory complex used by the retailer in Bangladesh. Hundreds of people are dead, and the owners of the, of the complex, the factories within it, that was reportedly built without proper permits, have been arrested on charges of negligence. Bangladesh's government has vowed to inspect every manufacturer in the country. 
How the worst industrial accident in Bangladesh's history offers an uncomfortable glimpse into the fast-growing garment industry there and the treatment of its workers. According to a 2011 report by the consulting firm O'Rourke Group Partners, a generic $14 polo shirt sold in Canada and made in Bangladesh actually costs the retailer only $5.67. To get prices that low, workers see just 12 cents per shirt or 2% of the wholesale cost. It's one of the lowest rates in the world, about half of what a worker in a Chinese factory might make. And the major reason for the explosion of Bangladesh's gar garment industry worth $19 billion last year, up from $380 million in 1985. The country has 54,000, excuse me, 5,400 factories employ 4 million people, mostly women, who cut and stitch shirts and pants that make up to 80% of the country's total exports. For that $14 t-shirt, the factory owners can expect to earn 58 cents, almost five times the worker's wage. Agents who help retailers find factories to make their wares also get a cut, and it costs about a dollar per shirt to cover shipping and duties. Fabric and trimmings make up the largest costs, 65% of the wholesale price. Toronto-based labor rights activist Kevin Thomas says wages ultimately get squeezed most because businesses can easily control them, unlike the price of cotton or shipping. A cost breakdown only partly explains the maze of relationships in the garment supply chain. The retailer H&M, which had no connection with the collapsed building, works with 166 factories in Bangladesh. It has published its supply chain, listing every factory around the world that makes H&M clothing in an effort to prove what most major stores claim, that it knows where the clothes come from. But according to observers, many don't. Though most brands have a regular stable of factories, they may contract hundreds more for short stints. It would be a very high risk to have a limited number of suppliers. Ooh. Uh, okay, so I looked up H&M's production process, what they say on the uh, website. And they say H&M doesn't own any factories. Instead, we work with around 820 independent suppliers who are close, long-term partners. Um... They source from Europe and Asia for fabrics and components needed. Uh, they say they work with long-term partners and then they give a list of uh, conscious, uh, they, the pictures are very nice. The ladies have saris on and I mean different clothes. I must, it must be bizarre when you're in another country with a completely different way of dress and you're making our bizarre polo shoes, shirts, right? Not that, not that anyone who's working at Google is wearing a, an H&M polo shirt, I'm sure. I'm sure they're wearing like a Fosinol or something. Um, we have a team of around 80 people who audit working conditions at supplier factories against our sustainability commitment. The production office also perform extensive safety and quality testing, as well as ensuring chemical requirements are met. So I went to H&M and I tried to find, you know, like how much each one costs because their stuff is really inexpensive. And they didn't really, they hemmed and hawed around it. They never really um, tell you exactly what they, but of course they don't because then then we would know, wouldn't we? Anyways, I don't think I have any H&M clothing. I also looked up um, American Apparel because they're American made and built and everything. And um, um, Members of a very fast team can earn around $25 an hour. That's nice. Uh, they, I guess they give them bonuses the faster they work at, at American Apparel. And I wonder if... If that when they, um, if people have to be citizens, 
They make their own labels. They take a break. Our sewing shifts are punctuated by regular stretching routines. A massage crew roams through buildings on a weekly schedule. And we offer on-site yoga and Zumba classes. Whoa. Last year, we subsidized over 24,000 meals at our factory. All right. Man, I should work for H&M. This is an H&M. This is American Apparel. Creating a t-shirt sample takes approximately two hours from start to finish. This includes cutting, sewing, and finishing. But then how do they make them so cheap? If, if it takes two hours to make a shirt and you're paying them $25 an hour. Well, no, I guess that's not what they're saying. Fast-moving teams can make as much as $25 an hour. Uh, our garment workers are the highest paid in the world. They can earn in excess of $30,000 annually while receiving comprehensive health care and benefits. Our garments are created by fairly paid professionals who, are make, who make a living doing what they do and take pride in that fact. 30 grand? You know, now that's the thing too, right? So this is American Apparel and what they pay their people. It's a highly skilled job. You know, sewing. I guess because you're sewing fabric or I mean if you're sewing skin obviously you're a doctor so you get your premium for that but I mean going back to the whole socialist bent that I have why why is sewing only worth $30,000 a year and they're like woo $30,000 and why is that highly skilled job in other countries how are how are people only making 12 cents out of a $14 shirt Why, and their their majority are women. Why is that highly skilled labor not valued? When clothing in America is so highly valued. We as American women aren't really women unless we look right. I mean, I'm out on a hunt for clothing because I think that I'm stigmatized when I have more stitches, less riches. You know, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, that whole contingency I mean I do darn my socks and I do sew my sweaters and I do try to use things until they fall apart but I'm in a place right now where my stuff's falling apart so I'm asking people out in the world to give me the stuff that they were gonna throw away don't throw it away don't throw it away give it to me don't let it sit in your closet or give it to someone else you know if you hey summer cleaning it's time clean out your stuff you live in San Francisco, most likely. You have a lot of stuff. You have to, If you haven't touched a piece of clothing in a year and it's not in a costume bin, you're probably not going to ever wear it again. So rather than let the moths get it, bring it to Mutiny Radio on August 20th for the clothing swap and see if somebody else wants it. Because we don't... You don't have to have new things to have style. And... When you go out and H&M says, this is the look, this is the look, we designed this look. You know, my co-host, when she comes in, LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, has amazing style. Amazing. And it isn't put together by, it isn't a look that's on like a, you know, a mannequin in a store. And they say, this is the new look. I mean, I drive by the mall all the time on the 27 bus. And I see right now it's all old lace cutouts and things like together. You know, that was happening in the late 80s, in like 88. In fact, my eighth grade graduation dress was white and looked a lot like that with the cutouts. I wonder if I could still fit that. I don't, it doesn't exist. I don't have it with me anymore. Sad. White garments yellowed with age. 
Reuse, renew, recycle. I know we're in San Francisco and you guys are sick of hearing it, but clean out your stuff, bring it to Mutiny Radio. If you have anything size seven, I really, I want it. Uh, that's kind of what I'm going off of today. But it really does bother me that we close our eyes. So I'm going to play this little thing. So the, this all kind of, I was introduced to this concept, you know, with this movie that came out, The True Cost, a while ago. But I'm going to play a little a little snippet from it for you. Uh, you won't, because I looked in, I said, I, I want to know how much clothing we throw away a year. And it, so I looked up, you know, on the amazing internets. Oh, I love the internets. I looked it up and I said, hey, how much clothing do people in the U.S. throw away? And it came back with this. Uh, this is from True Cost. Today we purchase over 80 billion pieces of new clothing each year. That's 400% more than the amount we bought just two decades ago. The way we buy clothes has changed so much, so fast, that few people have actually stepped back to understand the origin of this new model or the consequence of such an unprecedented increase in consumption. There's um, an article in Printer's Inc, uh, which is the leading advertising trade journal of, of, of its day, uh, by a very famous copywriter named Ernest Elmo Calkins, a grand old man of, of uh, the art of writing advertising copy. It was an article called Consumptionism. In that article, he says there are, there are two kinds of products, okay? There are the kind that you use, like washing machines, cars, and so on, things that you buy and use for a long time. And then there are the things that you use up, like chewing gum and cigarettes, other perishables. He said uh, consumptionism is all about getting people to treat the things they use as the things they use up. With their innovative buy one, get three free pricing, a soup from Joseph A. Bank is effectively cheaper than paper towels. And now they come in these easy to use dispensers. With four suits for the price of a modest dinner, I can feel good about throwing them away when I'm done. You just have to look at landfill, and you can see in landfill that the amount of clothes and textiles being chucked away has been increasing steadily over the last 10 years um, as the sort of dirty shadow of the fast fashion industry. As we get sort of closer and closer to species degradation, to uh, trashing our last remaining pristine wilderness, we seem hell-bent on producing more and more disposable stuff. It makes no sense. Fashion should never and can never be thought of as a disposable product. I think after any big change in any industry, it takes a while to sort of to feel and smell the dirt that comes out of something um, that is that is polluting. So I think now there is a change because you can't deny that the fast fashion industry is having a massive impact in developing countries. The average American throws away 82 pounds of textile waste each year, adding up to more than 11 million tons of textile waste from the US alone. Most of this waste is non-biodegradable, meaning it sits in landfills for 200 years or more while releasing harmful gases into the air. All right, there's the answer, everybody. 82 pounds a year. 82 pounds a year! 
82 pounds a year. You're throwing away 82 pounds a year, average American. Average, wasteful American jerk face. Not thinking about anything, about anybody except yourself and how cool you look. Ah, uh, you kidding me? This is this is a ploy, actually, that we that has been set upon us by corporate America. Look better, be better, be new, be that person, be someone. Dress like a. Uh, uh, an Asian teenager dressed like a runner, dressed like a skateboarder, dressed like a person who's the power. So I mean, I don't power suit, power work. Well, at work I have my power suit, my power suits, but at night I have to have sexy clothes. I have to be sexy power suits. You guys are listening to the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, will be coming in soon. I'm just talking today about clothing and what wasteful jerk faces we are and how you should bring your clothes here to Mutiny Radio on August 20th from 10 to 2. Uh, your good stuff, though. Just not stuff with holes and stuff. Be, be cool about it. Uh, don't make me work for your garbage. Although, if someone has to work for it. This is the thing. At 2 o'clock, the van pulls up. We take all the stuff. We put it in the van. So we want to give things to this charity uh, that are nice things so that they can sell them, so that they can benefit people with disabilities. Um, Cool. So that's what we're doing uh, on the day of the Noise Pop Block Party. So, yeah, we're jerks in America. And uh, let's go see that movie, The True Cost. It was on... Uh, YouTube, not well. It's on YouTube, but it was on the Netflix for a minute, and it will open your mind to what what you're doing. Uh, this is Old Navy and Gap. I also looked up because uh, Gap is a c- company that's based in San Francisco, and it says uh, what Gap says is not what Old Navy does. Uh, this is by Charles. Kurganahan, director of the Institute for Global Labor and Human Rights. In fact, Gap and Old Navy appear to have no idea what is going on at the Next Collections Limited Factory, part of the massive Hamim group in Bangladesh, where their garments are being sewn. And this despite the fact that Gap and Old Navy appear to account for 70% of the total production at the factory. If Gap slash Old Navy have deployed corporate monitors to audit working conditions, hours, and wages at the next collections factory, we urge Gap to release its audit reports. We can, however, inform Gap and Old Navy that the 3,750 workers at the next collection limited factory in Ashwila are routinely forced to work over 100 hours a week while being shortchanged of their legal wages, which are already below subsistence levels. So this all goes back to, I hate, this is dumb of me to, I'm going to say this as a historian. The white people um, have been enslaving people forever. And now we've just moved it back to women. Oh, now that we can't enslave, we can't own black people anymore. Now we're going to give people, it's still ownership. If people aren't making a subsistence wage and you're forcing them to work 100 hours a week, that is slavery. 
and you by buying Old Navy and Gap clothing are supporting slavery of women. Come on, feminists, stand up. Why is our work, why is what's traditionally women's work so devalued? This is so undervalued in another country that it is below a subsistence. You work 100 hours a week, and you, a week and you can't survive? That's called slavery. 100 hours a week? The, who works that hard? I mean, I know there's a lot of you at Google that work at Howard. What do you get? You get free lunch, free breakfast. They're driving you around on a bus. You've got free internet. You've got sodas and coffee. You think anybody at the Next Collections Limited Factory in Bangladesh have coffee breaks during their 100-hour weeks? This, is, this makes me very, very, very angry because this is our fault. Now, I get to say it's not technically my fault because I haven't bought any clothing in like 10 years. <laughs> but stop training your junior high girls to think that the way that they look is who they are. Stop training our children to think that how they present themselves on the outside is so important for them to spend $400 on a pair of sneakers or that they have to get the newest, coolest thing so that people won't make fun of them or bully them. Image is too pervasive. And school uniforms, what about that? (laughs) Although, I mean, I also like free expression, but free expression, it's like clothing is like paid expression right because if you have more money then you're gonna look cooler mean girls mean girls it's all based on the way we look because you're nothing if you're not pretty that was off key i'm sorry trying to make feminism funny here uh sorry i sound like roman reimer on the weekly review every friday from noon to two there's a lot of sighing on his show about terrible things happening in the world Gap is in violation of its own code of conduct, and these abuses have been going on for more than two and a half years. The giant Hamim group, with its 26 factories, including Next Collections and well over 30,000 garment workers, is in serious violation of Bangladesh's laws and the International Labor Organization's internationally recognized worker rights standards. Across the giant Hamim group of garment factories, workers are being routinely cheated of approximately 15% of their legal overtime wages. In this report, we provide documentation to confirm these serious violations. We hope that Mr. Stefan Larson, Global President of Old Navy, will meet with the Institute for Global Labor and Human Rights in Bangladesh at his earliest convenience. Young women sewing Old Navy children's clothing have been arbitrarily fired and denied their paid maternity leave, also also while being shortchanged of their outstanding legal benefits. A young woman, just 20 years of age, recently lost her baby in the seventh month of pregnancy due to being forced to work over 100 hours a week. She was working on Old Navy jeans. It does not have to be this way. I believe that if we can work together in good faith, both Gap and the Bangladeshi workers will be better off. For over two decades, the powerful Hamim group of factories has actively blocked the garment workers' rights to organize an independent union. We hope that Gap Old Navy agrees that Bangladeshi garment workers, among the hardest working yet poorest workers in the world, should have their legal rights respected. Mostly women, guys, doing a job that is skilled labor. This is what makes me so angry. 
Look at your jeans. Take off your jeans right now and look at the waistband and think, could I have done that? Could I have double sewn that with that heavy machinery through that thick cloth in a straight line? Could I do that? Could I put on that many labels that quickly? Skilled labor, not respected. So these ones are made in Bangladesh. The Old Navy skinnies, the Old Navy regulars, the straight droit by Old Navy, the Navy boot cut made in Bangladesh. Only Old Navy jeans sewn by young workers at the next collections factory they're showing. Which kind are the, the boot cut in them? Executive summary. Next collections sweatshop, part of the Hamim group in Bangladesh. The 3,750 worker next collections factory in Ashwila, Bangladesh, on the outskirts of Dhaka, is part of the Hamim group, Bangladesh's second largest garment exporter, which owns 26 factories and employs for 30,000 workers. At the next collection sweatshop, approximately 70% of production is for Gap and Old Navy. Gap is the largest specialty apparel chain in the US. Next collections workers are forced to toil 14 to 17 hour plus shifts, seven days a week, routinely putting in work weeks of over 100 hours. Workers are visibly sick and exhausted from the grueling and excessive work hours. Workers live in poverty, earning just 20 to 24 cents per hour. This is skilled labor at 20 to 24 cents per hour. Why? because they live in another country? What is wrong with us? They are people. This is a human rights violation that we are forcing people to make our clothing so that we can feel better about ourselves. Americans, 20 to 24 cents an hour. That's like what we pay our prisoners when they work for us. How dare we? Physical punishment and illegal firings are the norm. Pregnant women are illegally terminated and denied their paid legal maternity leave. For the last two and a half years, Gap has been complicit with Next Collection's Hameem Group in a scam to defraud the workers of their legal wages and profits. Benefits. Management hands out phony payslips to pretend that Gap is in compliance with legal hours and wages. Workers are paid in cash off the books and cheated of 15% of their grueling overtime hours. At Next Collection's alone, workers are being robbed of hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and millions if one includes all the factories in the Hamim group. Workers live in miserable poverty, in tiny primitive hobbles. By the third week in a month, most have no money left for food. Hey, person who's working 100 hours a week in the United States, I get it. I might be your nanny. You don't have time to live a life or spend time with your children because you are working to make lots of money right now so that when you're old, you can spend time with your kids. It's cool. I got it. Great. Good for you. But you're being paid for it. You're being paid handsomely for it. Even if you live in San Francisco and you work $100, work 100 hours a week and you're on minimum wage, working three jobs on minimum wage, the minimum wage is now $13 an hour. So that's, that's not bad. I mean, that's a lot of work. I could never work 100 hours a week at a minimum wage job because that's also labor that's just not valued, you know. Um, but I mean, I can imagine being a nanny for 100 hours a week. I think it's called being a parent. <laughs> but um, Bangladesh garment workers continue to be the hardest workers in the world and are also among the poorest. There's a picture of some children that are working. Working 
An all-night 20-hour shift is often required at the next collections factory. On this particular day in July 2013, workers toiled a 22-hour shift sewing jeans and shorts for Old Navy. They left the factory at 6 a.m. There's pictures of them leaving this factory. Uh, This is the woman who lost her baby. Despite the fact that she was pregnant, exhausted, and sick, management at the next collections factory forced 20-year-old Moriam Begum to work over 100 hours a week. She lost her baby in the seventh month of pregnancy. I gave birth at 9.30 a.m., but the baby was immature and died. For me, it was a loss I will never get over. It is impossible to live a decent life with the income that we are earning at the cost of our health and life. Zezmun Katun was six months pregnant when the management illegally terminated her, denying her maternity benefits, earning vacation, earned vacation and severance pay. They didn't give her any of that. Katun routinely worked 100 hours per week as a senior sewing operator at the next collections factory. How many pregnant women workers will have to suffer to establish the rule of law at factories like Next Collections? 24-year-old Tania fights against corruption, graft, and lies. She was forced to resign and denied her maternity leave and benefits. Next collections threatened her with jail time and death. Mazarul Islam was beaten with sticks and threatened with death, all because his wife, Tania, was asking for paid maternity leave. Then the managing director kicked me hard on my back two or three times. He ordered a security guard to beat me with a cane stick. I felt like I would faint. Because he was asking for human rights. We, hey, you bought, did you buy any baby Gap this week? Did you buy any Old Navy this week? Did you buy a Gap in the last year? People are enslaved and babies are dying because, I mean, yes, we need clothing. Americans need to be dressed too. But how much clothing do we need? And why don't we use things until they break? This is a total sidebar, but I like to use, I've had the same cell phone that was like a burner, crappy, non-smartphone, and I've had it for like four years because I won't throw it away until it breaks and then there are kids that are like I need the iPhone 6 I need the iPhone 7 another non sequitur I saw a six year old in a stroller with an iPhone America stop being so lazy your children know how to walk okay babies know how to walk I hang out with a two and a half year old we walk everywhere he is just an adorable wonderful companion he was actually here last week and he walks everywhere and people look at me like I'm some super mom and I'm like no I'm the super nanny but you are lazy if you have a child that's two and a half and older and you only have one of them I mean sometimes I even take the little baby out on the baby on the baby backpack the the Bjorn and that's like people are like whoa wow this lady is woo because I'm, I, I can't let the kids learn how to be entitled little fuckbags like the rest of us American dipshits. Don't do it. Don't. If the millennials are entitled, if you think the 20-year-olds and the 25-year-olds right now are entitled, and they, wait till this next generation grows up, the ones that have been 
in strollers with iPhones attached to their face. Let's get them the virtual reality phone so they can stick the phone right up close to their face. That's great. Let's give them eye cancer. And if they look to the left, look to the right, they can send emails. Jeez, you guys. Kids used to run around, play in the dirt. Just saying. I mean, they need clothes to wear, but there's so many baby clothes. There's already a lot of clothes out there. Let's just, let's just maybe, how about everyone in America don't buy clothes for a week and just, <laughs> it'd be probably amazing, right? Uh, but renew, reuse, recycle. There are enough jeans out there. We have to make more jeans. I know. I'm sorry. This is going to be a hard alt cast to listen to because I start kind of calm at some places and then I freak out and then I get calm again. So apologies all around. Latoya will be here to calm me down, I'm sure, momentarily. Uh, driven by hunger and long hours, workers went on strike for food and won. Worker leader Shandine was threatened and fired. His phony pay stub indicates that he only worked 22 days in May 2013, including just 32 hours of voluntary overtime. In reality, Shandin worked 27 days in May. It is routine for next collection workers to put in mandatory overtime of more than 100 hours a month. Brave young workers blew the whistle on gross overtime violations. See the report documentation about work hours. So it says all these zeros and stuff that they didn't do and they messed up with it. Clothing labels smuggled out of the next collections factory in Bangladesh belong to Old Navy jeans, denim shorts for children and toddlers. So here's the one that came out of this next collections thing they smuggled out. Old Navy skinny, Old Navy regular standard, uh, Old Navy skinny with a weird like dot, dot, dot. It's like skinny. Uh, Old Navy super skinny for toddler. Old Navy stretch, something hard to see. Uh, Old Navy place established 89, all those original beard established or brand established 89 place. Stretch skinny, skinny ajuste. Uh, And then another couple labels. Uh, So most of their kids clothes. This pair of Old Navy toddler girls super skinny pull-on jeggings for baby is made in the next collections factory in Bangladesh and sold in the United States for $14.94. They're cute. (laughs) Made in Bangladesh, Old Navy toddler girls skinny jeans were sewn by young workers at the next collections factory. Uh, Another one says Louis Raphael tailored. That's one of their things. Uh, workers smuggled Old Navy skinny and bootcut jean ha- hang tags out of the Next Collections factory in July 2013. These jeans are sold for $19.50 in the United States. It is excellent that Old Navy hang tags are made of recycled material. It would be great if Gap showed similar concern for the workers who toil under horrific conditions, making Gap and Old Navy clothing at the Next Collections sweatshop. So they have more. They show all of the things. Hey, everybody. Uh, hardcore, right? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring us all down. I'm sure that Latoya will bring us up with more great news from Louisiana. Jeez. Uh, Luna Malbro, a comedian and activist, is in Louisiana right now uh, talking with people about racism and with her comedy, how do we change? How do we change the world? I mean, this is just another problem that we aren't 
addressing at all, hardly. Uh, we're going to address, and you know, and it is, it's depressing and scary, and what do you do? And I think that we can only address things in the ways that we can. And so here at Mutiny Radio on the 20th of August, we'll be doing a trade swap donation clothing thing. I don't want to call it a clothing drive because the impetus behind it is that maybe your jeans don't fit anymore. And you, but they're great jeans. I want those jeans. Um, I have a bunch of clothes I'm going to bring too. Weird, I have these weird, I used to wear weird clothes when I worked in corporate America, man. Like, and there's nothing wrong with them. I, I mean, in the way that they're not falling apart, you know, but there's something wrong with them, like what they represent and et cetera. I, I definitely, it's not, it isn't an image I portray anymore. You know, I don't dye my hair and wear lavender silk suits to Ethan Allen anymore to make things pretty. I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, today, I'll, I'll actually break it down, uh, all the things that I'm wearing. And I'll make Latoya do the same when she gets here. So I'm wearing a pair of, what are these shoes? Osiris shoes that, um, they're skate shoes. I got them in the kids section of Ross for $19.99 because they fit me. My boyfriend Jonathan bought them for me for $19.99. I'm wearing a pair of socks. Um, last year for my birthday, I asked people for socks and underwear, and uh, I believe these were from a drummer comedian, Aaron Barrett, bought me a six-pack of socks. Um, I'm wearing these really cool stretch pants that are Marvel characters. There's like Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk and Captain America, and it's like all in little squares. Iron Man, and they're all in little squares, um, like like my pants are a um, comic book. These were a gift from Shelly Strabel, because she said her ass could not fit in them anymore. I just, I don't agree with that. I just think she didn't want to wear stretch pants anymore. Uh, they're really cute though, and I like them a lot. Um, my underwear are a gift from uh, the Good Dr. Katie, thank you so much. They're a cute little sexy pair. And then uh, I have a baby bib blood diaper in there because I'm having my period right now. And if you've listened to the show in the past, you know that um, I've taken a bunch of, they did, babies hadn't used them before. They were new baby bibs. And uh, I fold them up and I put them in my underwear and then I wash them because it's called being on the rag for a reason. Also, I don't agree with the paper industry and I just think it's really wasteful and all that like plastic and stuff. Ugh. I don't want it near my lady parts. Uh, So then the bra I am wearing is also a gift from the good Dr. Katie. Thank you so much. It's a lovely one. It's it's, uh, teal and lacy. It's fun. Uh, And then I'm wearing a Mutiny Radio t-shirt. This was one of the original ones that was um, hand screened by... uh, I can't remember. I think his name was Chris. He had some friends that have a screen printing thing. But it was hand screened... I think I paid like 10 bucks for it to the station. I should have given them more money too. Is that what I'm wearing? Okay, that's everything I'm wearing today. So I only bought one garment and it's like specific to Mutiny Radio. I'll be interested to see the history of what LaToya is wearing. Um, anyways, there, that's what I'm wearing today. We already got what does your $14 shirt cost? Uh... Oh, Tom's. This is fun. A 
Few fashionable companies have branded themselves as socially conscious. On its website, the popular, popular shoe company Tom's claims, we've engaged respected third parties to review and verify our product manufacturers within our supply chain on a facility-by-facility -facility basis to identify potential risks and our factories in Argentina, Ethiopia, and China are all third-party audited to ensure they employ no child labor and pay fair wages. The identity of these inspectors is not clear on the website, and attempts to reach the company by phone and email prove unsuccessful. When American Apparel first burst on the scene, it's heavily emphasized that its products are made in a Los Angeles factory by well-paid workers. We went through that, although the CEO later played down that aspect of the company. But he, the company is staunchly anti-union, and its image has been tarnished by its creepily sexualized retail hiring practices and multiple charges of sexual harassment leveled against the CEO. But these companies, flawed though they are, are still undoubtedly superior to the label practices of the great majority of the apparel industry. Yeah, the only reason I have problems, and I don't have problems with American Apparel, I guess. I, I, I like their underwear. They're comfortable. Their shirts are really soft. Um, but... When you see their ads and it looks like, you know, a 14-year-old girl, like, lying on her bed with her underwear, like, hiked between her ass poop crackers and her little, you know, feet are up or her legs are in a weird way, like, that it's like she looks like she was just masturbating or something. And you're like, wow, hey, American Apparel, can you at least make them look 18? You know what I mean? Like, come on, right? Uh, so yeah, I hope that you guys think about what you're wearing right now. Think about the last time that you bought clothing. Think about how much you spent. Think about how that much that really might have cost the company and what it's actually costing human beings in another country. You know? <laughs> For a hundred hours a week, I can't imagine. Sewing. Sewing is not easy labor. That's the other thing. That's what makes my feminist hackles rise is when will women's work be valued, you know? And we still call it women's work. You know, raising a family, well, that's women's work. It's kind of everybody work, but cooking, that's women's work. Unless they're a chef, then that's a man's job. I don't know. I don't want to get all... Uh, I have a... my. I have a joke that's finally working. It's not that it didn't work before, but it's finally working. Uh, and it's about feminism, of course. <laughs> Trying to raise the consciousness of people through comedy. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Uh, hey. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. This is the AltaCast. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm in .sf. LaToya has ding-dinged me multiple times. She must, she must be on her way. Uh, let's find some music to keep you guys entertained here while we wait for Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Uh, really beautiful picture uh, came, showed up on the internet today of Latoya in a bathtub reaching for some light. I'm like, she's a model! She's also on the Muni bus. There's an art project that's been around for about a year, and it's it's really just lovely. Um, let's see. Come to Mutiny Radio on this. Well, so let me talk about noise pop for just a minute. 
Uh, Noise Pop is August 20th. It's the block party. It's amazing. Uh, they have two streets shut down now. It's not the one that's right next to Mutiny Radio, but it's on 20th Street and then also on Florida between 20th and 19th, which is like kind of a bummer for us because we're on Florida, but we're between... 20th and 21st but it's because 19th street has a bunch of businesses and florida between 20th and 21st is all residential like a hundred percent residential uh so there's that anyways so we're going to be having um events here at the station all day long starting at 10 a.m during labor and love which is a wonderful show with the b from 10 to noon and then also flat black plastic noon to two which is an all vinyl show by dj scotty there's during that time from 10 to 2 is going to be a clothing swap and trade so bring things leave things take things and at two o'clock we're going to have a van come up take it all away to a good organization uh, from two to 245 we're going to be having making and destroying art with zach wiseman Comedian Zach Wiseman is also an artist of great renown, and he is going to be Bob Ross lifestyle painting and talking about comedy and painting at the same time, maybe teaching you guys can paint along with us. Uh, and then we're going to be selling pieces of art to donate the stage to donate to the station. Uh, but we're going to destroy him outside because Zach Wiseman is all about destruction from three to four. There's, we're going to be, uh, we're going to, we're lucky enough to have Dan Stone for the fourth year from Maintain Radio Silence to interview the main stage performer for the Noise Pop block party. There's, I think, nine bands playing this year. It's going to be amazing. Then from four to six, Mission Statement is in, and they have a live uh, electronica band, Funktronica uh, band. I forget what the name is, but that's okay. And it's going to be from 4 to 6. They're going to have live music, and we'll be doing an interview. From 6 to 8, we're going to have an everything booked open mic. So if you'd like to be a part of that open mic, we're looking for storytellers. We're looking for literature. We're looking for poetry. We're looking for singer-songwriters. And you submit on the Facebook event page. We're going to be choosing 20 performers. They all get five minutes. And we're going to have a great show. It's going to be $5 to, d- to benefit the station because rent is expensive. That's from 6 to 8. And then from 8 to 10, it's going to be Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse Special Edition. $10 at the door. San Francisco's best comedians will be here to perform for you. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm really... Uh, excited about uh, that day very very much uh so what we're gonna play right now is because we've been talking about clothing we're gonna play a little madonna dress you up in my love you know what i mean it's a great song and you guys are listening to the altacast here on mutiny radio
at night and crying myself to sleep. Oh, it was so cruel, mean, spiteful, ugly motherfucker. Irregardless of the fact that people used to call me names when I was a young girl. Make me feel bad inside. Even my own mama didn't like the way I look. I wanna be pretty. The kids used to call me names of God. They call me ugly, call me names. You know what? Y'all give me this makeover. I deserve it. You know why? Cause I'm pretty on the inside. I'm pretty on the inside. I won't be I won't be pretty on the outside too. <laughs> Shut that goddamn dog. I'm gonna kill every one of them pussy. I want my nose to look like a Jackson. I want my lip to be thin. I want you to lighten my skin. I want you to suck all the fat out of my hips. Give me what I need so I can look pretty. They gonna look at me look like I'm a Beyonce. Looking good, feeling gorgeous. That's what I'm gonna be. I'm ready for my makeup. Chicken heads. Ta 
touch this skin, honey. Touch all of this skin, darling. You can't take it. You're just an overgrown orangutan. Uh, hand me my blackberry, honey. I got a test mess with my agents. No, not the escort agency, honey. The modeling agency. Okay, I gotta make those coins, girl. Oh, yes, I look good. I feel good. Yes, I'm back here. Four days now, I'm gonna go to a disco in the middle of the town. Everybody's dressing up, I'm dressing down. Life's one big circle, and it's us. And when it ends, will you still be my friend? Am I making a fool of myself? But tell me, am I making a fool of myself?
That was Vegan in Furs of Montreal plus lyrics. Uh, the album is Satanic Panic in the Attic. Yes. Uh, so you guys are listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, on the AltaCast. Today we were talking about clothing. How I need it. And we're gonna. People are providing me a lot of clothing this week. I want to look not so shabby when I go to New York and Boston at the end of this month for a little comedy tour. Don't. No more holes in the clothes. Less. Less stitches. More riches. Aldous Huxley knew. Uh, he was just commenting on the future there and how terrible we are. Uh, anyways. We are listening now songs about clothing. We heard first Dress You Up in My Love by Madonna, then RuPaul's Looking Good, Feeling Gorgeous, uh, Vegan in Furs. We're going to go right now getting weird here on the AltaCast. Why not? Why not get weird? This is the English clothing song for kids. My shirt, jacket, socks, and shoes. Yeah. We can sing along. Stir- All right, everybody, stand up. Stop listening to this idiot idiocy they're teaching in England. You can't put your shoes on. You can't put your shoes on before you put your pants on, dummy. Can't do it. Teaching them the wrong order. It starts with underwear. Then it goes socks. Then it goes shirt. Then it goes pants. Okay? Then it goes jacket. Jesus. What? I can't believe this, this is what they teach them. In uh, 
I'm, I'm, I am disappointed, I have to say. I am greatly disappointed in the English and how they're teaching their children how to get ready. You can't put your shoes on before you put your pants on. And they didn't put any pants on at all. They were going to end the damn song. All right. We've listened to vegans in furs. We've listened to crazy people in England. This is Super Furry Animals with a song called White Socks, Flip Flops, Fashion Atrocities here on Mutiny Radio.
Garland, I dig your tweet code. I'll trade you a domino this size mothball sentence. The woman soaked new tie painting his chest. One celluloid stay exposed through his nipple collar. Feet speckle the sidewalk, faces gurgle through windows. Passing cars, gum rubber streaks. Neon plants swim like green seaweed to a deep rhythm of blues. Red thyroid sunsets flame and speckled chemistry. Pipes run off dark tubes. Erase into marks that pour the dye of darkness. Crystal comes together as silent as ink. I don't think I could let it go. I got it at the religious scene. Teeth let go, tobacco juice, an oil balloon, brown eye and an egg white, black tar bubbles and stripes. A straw hat squeaks on the brim of a feather. Newsprint thumb through nicotine fingers, a dark olive was turned on. It's small, pulp, speaker bursts into a scream. One large tomato was immediately peeled, skin red. It bled into a red O and smacked behind accepted fangs. Quick eyebrows danced cutely above a mole. The bridge held a large gold pair of spectacles. The front was smooth. It gradually gathered and wrinkled at the holes. A dark wooden mustache deposited below above Chinese red varnished lips that dented slightly into the evening. It's gotten quite cold. I've decided I can't sell you my coat. Honking, the wind puffed into the clumps above the lattice rose. In outlook, Panatella, naked and not ashamed, without no clothes. Wiggle Pig went snout first into a tree. The rubber turkey was gobbled up by the night's dark rubber mouth. In a white phosphorus raindrop dropped in the sky. Hot silhouettes in the convertible gave this applause. And several white porcelain trays were rolled in by bumblebees. Their wings arranged with pictures out of the past. And the rainbow baboon gobbled 15 fish eyes with each spoon. Pockets was caught at window level. Approaching the fractured glass, dripping in light, he spoke. I just looked at myself, and from here to there, it ain't far enough. But from here to here, it's too short. In circles don't fly, they float. Phoenix exclaimed and went on to say, sun sure did shine this year. Who'd you look like underneath? And that was Captain Beefheart in the Magic Band with Hey Garland, I Dig Your Tweed Coat. Yes, now we're playing music about clothing here on the AltaCast on MutinyRadio.fm. Lots of ranting about socialism and Bangladeshi garment workers not being paid. Sustainable wages to live, sustaining life. When we say, oh, it's just not sustainable, you know, <laughs> the life not being sustained. Uh, this is what the majority of my clothes look like right now. This is Weezer with Sweater, the Undone Song.
man. Hey, Dapper Dan, you both got your style, but brother, you're never fully dressed without a smile. Your clothes may be bo-brummily, they stand out a mile, but brother, you're never fully dressed without a smile. Aha, the lovely Boylan sisters. Who cares what they're wearing on Main Street or Savile Row? It's what you wear from ear to ear, and not from head to toe that matters. Who is fast? 
Mars attack. She's playing with her jewelry. She's putting up her hair. She's touring the facility and picking up slack. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket.
147 dates later and then now we can't hear them I don't get it anyways that was the Minions singing underwear uh, from the Despicable Me soundtrack to part two uh, weird bizarre stuff before that Fleet Foxes with Bedouin dress so you can see the theme everybody we were talking about clothing and now here are the songs about clothing here on the AltaCast. This is Panic at the Disco, Emperor's New Clothes, here on Mutiny Radio.
my time and serve my sentence Dress me up and watch me die If it feels good, tastes good, it must be mine Dynasty decapitated, you just might see a ghost tonight And if you don't know, now you know I'm taking back the On velvet sofas, lavish mansions, vintage wine I am so much more than royal Snatch your chain and meet your eyes If it feels good, tastes good, it must be mine Heroes always get remembered But you know legends never die And if you don't know, now you know I'm taking back the
can see your underwear from down here. I can see your underwear from down here. I'm not even gonna lie. Right now, me or the suits? I know what you're thinking. What's Bonnie been drinking? That girl was smoking hot. Yes, I could have nailed her, but no, it's not a failure because there's one thing she is not. To score a ten would be just fine, but I'd rather be dressed to the nines. It's a truth you can't refuse. Suits me like a suit. Picture a world where all the boys and girls are impeccably well dressed. That delivery guy in a jacket and tie, that puppy in a double breast, that 80s dude with mutton chops, that baby with a lollipop, that lady cop who's kind of cute. Nothing suits him like a suit. Wingman, I can wear. They're also debonair. Questions, if you please. What would you do if you had to choose between your suits and a pot of gold? Suits. What would you say if you gave your suits away and in return you'd never grow old? Suits. What would you pick? One million chicks or a single three-piece suit? It's moot. What if world peace were within your reach? I, I, I'm going to stop you right there. It's suits. Come on, Lily. Get your head out of your ass. Sorry, suits, let's make amends. My Sunday best are my best friends. Send casual Friday down the laundry chute. Cause nothing suits the undisputed, absoluted suitor of for it. Suuuut! Then again, she is pretty hot. I choose you, baby. First thing tomorrow, I'm getting rid of these suits. 
Really? Yeah. All right, that was from How I Met Your Mother, season five, episode 12. Doogie Hauser doing. <laughs> Just kidding, it's not his name. Neil Patrick Harris, great singer, really talented guy. This has been the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Sadly, we were not joined by Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, but I did it alone, and that was difficult. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had to do it alone in a while. I'm talking about the radio show, the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm, every Wednesday from noon to 2. Give me your clothes. Come to our clothing exchange on August the 20th from 10 to 2. Whatever doesn't get taken away or borrowed or finding new homes or any of that, it's going to get on a truck and go away to people that need it. Yay! Uh, seriously, thanks for joining me today. We've been talking about clothing. Uh, the end there, we had a lot of songs about clothing. Panic at the Disco was one of them. I didn't like that one. That was called Emperor's New Clothes. I was like, oh, God, what am I playing with? I'm trying to be thematic. Speaking of thematic, I hope that you guys join us at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. We have themed shows now. This week is uh, all about me. It's my five-year comedy anniversary, so special show with uh, my favorite comedians that I've been performing with over the years. Steve Poggi, Chris Knatzer, drummer comedian Aaron Barrett, Ruby Gill, Anthony Medina, Clay Newman. And is there one other? Can't remember. Anyways, think about me. Yay. Uh, and then next week on the 22nd is actually, oh my, DUI, all DUI stories here at Mutiny Radio. Really exciting stuff. I hope you guys join us every Friday for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $5, and every week is a wonderful show. So was this. I'm relatively proud of myself today. <laughs> because I need the sultry tones of the beautiful voice of Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, to help me through. But I did it. Again, uh, thanks for supporting Mutiny Radio, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutterpunk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground 
comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. 
incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stone of a 